second reading from St. Paul has so much confidence and gratitude and freedom in it. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God even gave his son for us, then of course he will give us everything else besides. Since it's God who has acquitted us, no one can bring a charge against us. Who can condemn us if it's Jesus who intercedes for us? How does Jesus do all of these things that give St. Paul so much confidence? Of course, through his passion and death on the cross. I, I think that if I remembered this more often, I could have more of what St. Paul has as he writes this. It, I think it would, it would make a big difference in my life and the way I go about daily things and probably in yours also. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had some sort of reminder, some sort of like daily or several times through the day, simple so everybody could do it, didn't have to, like it didn't cost anything to make this great difference for us. You're right, we do have something like that, and that is the sign of the cross, which is like the most known, the most routine thing that we have as Catholics. So we're still talking about like the Catholic basics, so that we, we, we know what we're doing here. We, the, the things that we just do and don't think about, I wanna get into this a little bit. This is, like I said, the most probably recognizable Catholic thing. It's the, it's the most badly done thing in any movie I've ever seen, you know? Like, uh, so I, I, I play some violin, I know how to play violin, and in movies, violinists are just always rolling their eyes and writhing in agony when they watch, because whoever's playing violin, it's like, like you're not even, what, what are you doing? You know, like they couldn't even teach you like how to hold it or something, it's just really obvious, you've never touched a violin before in your life. The sign of the cross is often like that in movies too. You know, like, I don't know, if they have somebody make the sign of the cross and get this old lady like, what, what was that? It's so easy to know. It's just like, how, how could you do it so badly? It's also the thing that, uh, that people use actually probably most often to mock Catholics. It happens very often. I just remember growing up, my Protestant friends, they would do that sort of thing and they would expect me to be like, haha, yeah. I'm like, no, that, that matters to me. What are you doing? The, the sign of the cross is a holy and ancient thing. Even, even by 211 AD, there's this guy, Tertullian, who writes about it. And the way that he speaks about the sign of the cross in 211, he, he writes about it like it's already an old thing. It wasn't new by then. If somebody asked you, like, what do you believe? You could, like, walk them through the creed to explain some of those things. But actually, if you know what the sign of the cross means, and you just explain what happens during the sign of the cross... You can, you can help somebody to understand everything that we believe, the, the biggest, most important things, because it answers who is God and what has he done for us. It encapsulates these two biggest, most important mysteries that we believe in, the things that make us Christian. The first thing is that the sign of the cross has the Holy Trinity in it. Who is God? The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And most importantly, what has he done for us? It includes the incarnation, that Jesus takes on flesh and dies on the cross for us. The sign of the cross like encapsulates what we believe, how we see everything. And it's powerful because by the cross, Jesus conquers death and sin and hell and Satan. By the cross comes the salvation of the world and by the cross, the universe is restored. So I, I, because we do this so often, hundreds and thousands of times we make the sign of the cross, I just wanna tell you, just wanna help you because I don't think about it very often, I want, I want to tell you a little bit what, what's going on when we make the sign of the cross. Okay, so let me show you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now, if you're paying close attention, you will have noticed that there were seven things that just happened, okay? Seven important things that say something about who we are and what we believe. So the first two 
are about the Holy Trinity. The second two are about Jesus and the incarnation. And the last three are about you and I. So let's just quick go through them. Number one, we say in the name. Now we're saying Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we say in the name, singular, and not in the names of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because first we say God is one. I believe in one God. We talk about the unity of God in the name. And then we say, number two, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We say God is three. God is the Holy Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, one in three. Okay, so that's, those are only just, just the words that we say. We've expressed two very fundamental, important things about who God is and who is, he's revealed himself to be. Number three is this gesture. Okay, what we express in this is the incarnation of Jesus, that God, the second person of the Trinity, the Son, has descended from heaven and come down to earth and taken on human flesh. This is the incarnation, just in, in this little simple gesture. When we complete the gesture, now we've made a cross, and that says, that, that communicates the passion of Jesus, his great love for us on the cross that saves the world. Okay, so three and four, we just have this much. But it says, yes, the second person of the Trinity came down from heaven, took on flesh, and died on the cross to save us. Five, six, and seven, these are about us now, okay? So the first part is the gesture. When we move our hand from the left shoulder to the right, this is like a, like a movement from one place to another. Because of what God has done for us, we have changed. We have been transferred. We have gone from the kingdom of earth to the kingdom of heaven. We were orphans before, but now we're in the family of God. We're in the covenant people. So this is about us. We've changed. We're not, no longer of this world. Number six is that we can say these words. Okay, simply by saying, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Not everybody can say this, just like not everybody can call God their Father. This happens because we're baptized. We're adopted. We're in the covenant people now. Because God is our Father, because I am his Son and you are his sons and daughters, we can use his name. We can say in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Only because of this can we pray in Jesus' name because he's entrusted the power of his name to us. So just by saying it, by the ability to say these words out loud, that says something about us too. Number seven, the fact that as we do this, we trace the sign of the cross over our bodies. This says something about what has happened to us. We are consecrated. We have been made holy. We are entirely under the protection of the cross. We no longer belong to ourselves, but we're marked in this way. The whole of us, my thoughts and my desires and my attitudes and my body and my soul. So it only takes like a second and a half to do, but the sign of the cross is packed with meaning and it is the source of our confidence because all that is in there, these, this is the reason why we live in freedom. This is why, why we can give our, our lives away. This is why we can be dedicated to love and not intimidated by sin because of the sign of the cross and what it communicates. The purpose of making the sign of the cross, of course, first is, is as a witness because it's an external sign. It's a witness and a testimony. It says something to, to the outside world. Second thing is that it invokes God's blessing. We ask for his help. We ask for his blessing on us and our projects and those sorts of things. And then the third thing, of course, is the sign of sign of the cross is, is asking for the Lord's protection also. Protection from evil, protection from danger. When should we make the sign of the cross? Well, certainly we make it every time we pray, at the beginning and the end. But also, we can make the sign of the cross before we begin our work, before we sit down to study, even when we begin some time of rest, something enjoyable. Before we get out of bed, when we rise in the morning, we can make the sign of the cross. And before going to bed, when we lay down, we can make the sign of the cross. 
When we pass by a holy place, like a church or a cemetery, we make the sign of the cross. In times of danger and temptation, also we make the sign of the cross. Parents, I hope that when your kids go out to school or to a friend's house or whatever, I hope that you, you sign them with the sign of the cross right on their forehead. Put them under the protection of the Lord and his goodness and his, and his, his death and love for us. Now, here's the last thing, okay? The sign of the cross is not just a prayer, not just an expression of what we believe, but it is a powerful and holy source of grace. And it's easy for us to forget this because of all the ways that we take it for granted. It's very familiar to us. And so when something's familiar, we usually get a little careless with it. But the other thing is that very often, like in pop culture and the movies we were talking about earlier, whenever the sign of the cross is pictured, it isn't in a serious way. It's in like a joking, superstitious way. You know, like somebody comes in, they've got this big dark news, the inspector is dead. And then the camera pans over to, to, to the grandma of the group and she makes the sign of the cross in kind of a superstitious way. Like this is, this is kind of belittling, you know? It, it's, it's sort of saying without saying like only, only foolish old women do this stuff. Here's, here's a little proof for the power of the sign of the cross, okay? When you go to a restaurant, a cafeteria, you're out in public and you're gonna sit down and eat with a group or by yourself, why is it so hard to make the sign of the cross and pray. You know, you're sitting there, you got your food, and you're thinking to yourself, we always pray before we eat. We're sitting down to eat, so it's time to pray. When we pray, we make the sign of the cross, but I don't think so today. I feel this actually, yeah, in restaurants, but also like, just even in the car, I'll be driving someplace, and I'm gonna pray the rosary or something, and you stop at a stoplight, and I, I feel like just kind of sneaking it in like where nobody can see and making the sign of the cross. Now, this is foolish, because I'm in a car. Nobody can really see you, nobody's looking, and I'm already dressed like a priest. <laughs> like the cat's out of the bag. They know what's going on, they're not gonna be surprised if I make the sign of the cross, but there is this pressure that says, mm, mm, I don't want people to see this. It's a weird thing though when we're sitting there what usually is kind of whispered in our ear is, it's no big deal if you don't. It's just one time in a restaurant. You know, it's just, it's, it's just awkward, don't do it. And then when you're like, no, I'm gonna do it, then it gets a little louder, like, no, no, don't do it, you'll be embarrassed. And then we're like, I'm gonna make the sign of the cross and pray grace, because it's time to eat and I'm hungry. And then it gets louder and it's like, don't do it. <laughs> and there is all this pressure that builds up. <clears throat> this is what we were talking about on Ash Wednesday. It sounds, it looks like, like some sort of insecurity or psychology or social anxiety or whatever, but it's a disguise. Just like we were talking about on Ash Wednesday when we say, I will repent and begin again and put my sins behind me, and this little thing whispers in our ear and says, it's too hard. You've already done this so many times. How can you ask for forgiveness again? Like all those things that discourage us and take us away, this is evil. This is the voice of the evil one who always opposes God and wants to destroy those who God loves. So he fights those who God loves from hiding and disguises it as insecurity and embarrassment and those sorts of things. Or like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just socially polite if I don't do this. No, no, no. All this opposition is because evil fears the cross. If the sign of the cross was nothing, then it would never be difficult. But because it is powerful, we're in these spots where we say, I don't think I can do it now. But you know how it is. It's just like, oh, it's embarrassing. What will they think? That's grandma stuff, whatever. Recognize the pressure 
against making the sign of the cross. When it is heaviest, when it seems like the most ridiculous impossibility to make the sign of the cross in public, that is the most important time. It's kind of interesting because in some ways, our ability or freedom to make the sign of the cross is a, a pretty reliable measure, I think, of like the, the spiritual state that we find ourselves in, like what's going on around us. We're, we're usually not paying attention to these things, we usually aren't like, oh, I'm under spiritual attack or something like that. But when it is difficult to do something simple and good, there's only, there's only one reason for it. Recognize the spiritual pressure. What's happening is simply because the cross is good and powerful, you're being intimidated to keep the power of God that he gives you unused. Making the sign of the cross is a simple and quiet thing. It's not offensive, it's not obnoxious. We have no reason to apologize for it. We're just praying. <laughs> That's all right. When we make the sign of the cross, the power of Jesus' death banishes evil and demolishes temptation and unleashes divine goodness when we invoke the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, wherever we are, whatever we are doing. So do not hide. Don't be a fearful Christian. If God is for us, who can be against us? If the Lord has acquitted us, who can bring a charge against us? When we make the sign of the cross, we reveal God's presence in a world that thinks it is all alone. When we make the sign of the cross, we reveal the love of God for the world that is dying for lack of love.